Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show coming to you for the 1,551st time. It's a palindrome. Mm-hmm. This is true. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor at Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. My knee's been hurting lately. Old. I'm like, I'm a guy who likes, I, I sit like cross-legged and I, sometimes I like to like tuck my leg underneath here, mm-hmm. right? Probably not good. I've started doing that and now when I straighten my leg, it hurts. Yeah, I would quit doing that. Break it over here. Another reason you need a drone. Uh, thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places earliest just in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. Back from her one lunch suspension. She's the Duchess of the Door. She's Ashley Peckham. I was not suspended. Hi, friends. Oh, really? Why were you outside? Because it's a lot better than mm-hmm. being inside. Not typical. That's, that's, you know what? Honestly, I wasn't fired. I quit. Like, yeah, that sounds better, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I get it. Today is... Tuesday, March 7th, 2023, 261 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to anybody you want to wish a happy birthday to? No. Happy birthday to Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston turns 67. I know that today. name. Who, what is Breaking Bad. Yes, okay. Walter White. 67. Wow. Looks great for 67. He does. He was also in the 2014 film Godzilla, which seems completely relevant. He was the American, the American version. Anyway, it's episode 1,551, as we previously said. On today's show, folks, folks, back half of the show, we're going to be joined by the head coach of the Mule Shoe Mules, Coach Jason Richards, will join us. Um, we'll talk about something we're going to talk about in the first segment with him, but also just about his mules mm-hmm. and, and a great season they had this past year, their first winning season since 2016. We'll talk with Coach Richards coming up here at the back half of the, sh- the program. We will start, though, with Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're going to take a look at Texas high school football teams in close games in 2022, mm-hmm. and I will reveal to you the single most shocking statistic that I have found about the 2022 Texas high school football season. Oh, yes. You told me this yesterday. I was gobsmacked. Yeah. Flabbergasted. 
uh, by this. But uh, we will get into that coming up here at the back half of the, sh- of the show. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Daniel Agnew, Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us on this a Tuesday. It's March 7th, 2023. And on Tuesday in the offseason, we celebrate... Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. It's Math Tuesday here on Texas Football Today, where we dive into the numbers of football across the Lone Star State. And last week, we did a little, we had a little fun talking about home field advantage mm-hmm. and we broke it down in a variety of different ways and what one of the things that, that I found to be particularly interesting was whenever we broke it down by whenever games were close yeah because when games were close that is when really you saw I think a more pronounced home field advantage yes correct that in a close game home field advantage can maybe put your team over the top and mm-hmm. so I wanted to kind of expand on that and I wanted to take a look at the uh, at at teams in close games mm-hmm. because th- th- that is to me I I think that that you you've obviously got some teams out there that go out there and they just blow every team away yeah right they just dominate every team that they play or they are sadly non competitive and mm-hmm. and they get blown out in almost all of their games there's a lot of teams uh, there there's a fair number of uh, teams out there that do not uh, play a whole lot of close games for example. I'll give you an. I'll I'll just tell you that. Um, let me see if I can find this real quick. Austin LBJ. Um, yeah, Austin LBJ. That's that's one of them. Um, so there were there were you know there were only a handful. There were some a fair number of teams that only played one close game, right? Or no close games. Mm-hmm. There were there were some teams that frankly didn't play any i'm trying to see if i can look that up real quick but i'm having trouble looking that up for example uh um, uh, the woodlands the woodlands only played one game within one score yeah this past year there's a good number of those teams that did not play close games so but but if you find yourself in close games then generally speaking I think if you take a look even at the at the uh, the home field advantage numbers, you'll say that generally speaking, you should split the difference and you should go about 500 in close games. Yep. By the way, the way that we're describing close games, I should clear this up, mm-hmm. is a one score game. Yep. Okay. So if it is within eight points, eight points is the most number of points you can score in one possession. So if it is a one score game, then you will. Then that is a um, then that is what we're calling a close game. Now there were also teams that did nothing but live in close games. Mm-hmm. Allow me to introduce you to the Abilene Wiley Bulldogs. Okay, okay. the Abilene Wiley Bulldogs played eight games out of their fourteen. Eight games. Within one score. I remember we had Coach on on either mm-hmm. scoreboard or mm-hmm. uh, uh, football Friday last season, and we were like, Coach, do you ever just feel like, I don't know, having a little bit of a gap? And he's like, it's killing me. Eight <laughs> games within one score. That's- they beat Brownwood by six. They lost to a Lubbock Cooper by five. They lost to Stephenville by seven. They lost to San Angelo Central on the last play on a Hail Mary uh, by two. Yes, that's when it was. They beat Wichita Falls Rider by one. They beat Amarillo Paladuro by three. 
and then they beat Canatillo by four, and they lost to Argyle in the playoffs by seven. Yeah, it okay. was the San the San Angelo Central mm-hmm. game where we all started going, whoa, they've been doing this a lot. That is the most number of games That's that a crazy. team played within one score in 2022. Appley and Wiley played eight games in tw- uh, within one score in 2022. Um that's pretty remarkable, but I, you may also notice, as I went through those, their record in those games, 4-4. Four and four. Mm-hmm. Four right and at four. about 500. Most teams hovering around 500 mm-hmm. as far as one-score games is concerned. Which, if you're a coach and you want to preach that every possession matters, and, there's your... And, and certainly there's an there's element... There's sample size. I think when you talk about a, a close game, certainly there's an element of luck, yes. right? One play can literally change the course of the game. Mm-hmm. There's certainly an element of luck. There's also an element of of clutch, right? I don't want to I don't want to go too crazy into the idea of, of clutch, but uh, for example, uh, China Spring is a team we're about to talk about. China Spring went four and zero in close games, right? China Spring, pretty darn good team. That's obviously a team that put put it together in close games, and they thrived in those situations. So I I don't think it's one thing or another. I don't think it, but I think that when you get into a close game. There's obviously talent involved mm-hmm. and, and handling the pressure, but there is also luck, mm-hmm. and I think we should we should recognize that. So I want to look at the teams that were the best in one-score games in 2022. And there were four teams that stood out above everybody. Okay, There are four teams. Hitchcock. My darling. Your beloved Hitchcock. Which is why it was such a hard season to watch. <laughs> it was. I, I, I certainly understand that. Um they were they went five and zero mm-hmm. in in uh in their their one score games. Port Nature's Groves in route to their state championship run mm-hmm. went five and zero in one score games. I think a couple of those were also in well quite a few of those were in overtime for them. Right. <laughs> Wimberley is another team that went five and zero in non district or, or rather in one score games. Which yeah you know what made it all the way to a state championship game. Mm-hmm. They were they were uh, pretty remarkable. I think the outlier on that top line is George Ranch. Because, okay, Hitchcock, pretty darn good, mm-hmm. right? I want to say regional finalists. Yes. Regional finalists, right? Correct. Good team. Port Nation's Groves, played for a title. Mm-hmm. Wimberley, played, played for, for a, title. a title. George Ranch went six and five. Wow. Okay? But they played, but in their close <laughs> wow. games, they went 5-0 and oh in close games. So had they a, only won one game by a margin. Had a three-point win over, over Fort Bend Clements. They had a three-point win over Fort Bend Travis. They had a three-point overtime win over Fort Bend Bush. A three-point win over Fort Bend Dulles. And a seven-point win over uh, Fort Bend Elkins. Goodness. So I want you to think about this. They went six and five this, this last year. Mm-hmm. Six and five, and, and certainly Nick Cavallo and company doing work down there in Richmond. They were 19 points away from one and from going one and nine. nine. Yeah. So you want to talk about coming up when it matters most? <laughs> no kidding. That's that's impressive. They went five and zero oh in games decided by eight or fewer points. Then there's a glut of teams that went four and zero. Oh. Bunch of teams. I'll just run through them quick. Anna Burton, China Spring, Cushing, Groover, Lavernia, Muleshoe. Mm-hmm. Whose coach we're going to talk about talk to in the next segment? Hey, look, it's almost like we booked this show on purpose. Wow. New Braunfels Canyon went four and zero in, in, in uh, one score games. North Crowley had a had a flair for the dramatic. They went four and zero with Pal- an undefeated regular season. Palestine went four and zero. Pampa, San Diego, Sims Bowie, uh, and then South Oak Cliff. South Oak Cliff went four and zero in close games. In fact, what I think is interesting, you've got two teams that played each other. That's true. That won a combined nine and zero. 
mm-hmm. in one score games for the state championship. Yeah, that's crazy. Kind of wild. You also had two teams that went five and one. Uh, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial went five and one in uh, one score games, uh, as did Tomball. Tomball went five and one. They had a flair for the dramatic. And then you had a, a, a decent number of teams that went four and a, uh, four and one in one score games. Cibolo uh, Steel, Crandall, Frisco Reedy, Laferia, Lubbock Cooper. Uh, Port, uh, Port Arthur Memorial and Red Oak. Those are teams that went 4-1. and one. So these were teams that when it got to the nitty-gritty, mm-hmm. when it got down to winning time, these teams were the best at coming up with those plays and coming up with those one-score wins. They were excellent. They were the best teams in Texas high school football in one-score games. Pickle, it is now time to unveil mm-hmm. the most shocking statistic I found about the 2022 Texas high school football season. And it belongs to the Odom Owls. This is crazy. Odom has the dubious honor of going 0-7 in one-score games. 0-7! They went 1-9 this season, okay? And yet, they are a couple of, literally, a handful of plays away from being 8-2. That's just jarring oh and seven okay they went they had a uh, so uh, they had a six point loss to mathis they had a seven point loss to to san diego who by the way on that was on our other mm-hmm. list of being really good in one score games they had a seven point loss to taft a one point loss to santa rosa a one point loss to hebronville oh. a two point loss to banchetti and an eight point loss to george west that's like at max what 30 points yeah think about that they're wow. about 30 points away from going eight and two instead of one and nine. Yeah, seven, seven, six, eight, and then two, two, one, right. one. So there were there were a handful of other teams that played in. We already talked about Abilene Wiley. Mm-hmm. There are a handful of other teams that played in seven plus uh, uh, one score games. Yes, and almost all of them kind of hover around that five hundred. That, that five hundred, right? Uh, El Paso Americas went four and three. Uh, Stephenville went four and three. Bullard went three and four. Like one of the outliers is Laredo United South. They went they went two and five, which kind of unlucky, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing comes close to Odom. No. Odom one and nine to you would th- I mean they had three games within two points, points. Yeah. and they lost all of them yeah shocking shocking but they are far from alone as far as not as far as again I don't want to say like unlucky because there's obviously there's some skill involved in this mm-hmm. uh, but like certainly you would think that if you play in five games of one that were decided by one score or or a fewer that you would win one of them right um, and so you you take a look at, at these teams uh, Perryton went 0-5 in, in one-score games, as did Round Rock McNeil. Two teams went 0-5. You got a bunch of teams there at 0-4. Borger, Buna, Carrizo Springs, Cy Ranch, Frisco Wakeland, uh, Le- Leander Glenn, Liberty, shout-out Hudson Standish, uh, Liber- uh, Lubbock Monterey, Lub- uh, New Caney Porter, Overton, Paul Pewitt, and Spearman all went 0-4 in, in, in one-score games. And then you have uh, one team in Bastrop that went 1-5 in one-score games. And... I just, like, to me, I, I have to wonder what the conversation is like for Armando Huerta and, and the Odom Owls of, like, you guys are in every game. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, certainly finishing is a skill. Right. And it's something that you have to fi- you have to learn how to finish. Mm-hmm. To go, oh, like, think about that gulf between Hitchcock 
who went 5 and 0 mm-hmm. in in one score games and or even go with San Diego who played Odom yep in the same I want to say the same district yeah the same district they were is that, yeah, no no it was non district game I'm sorry San Diego went 4 and 0 in one score games and Odom went 0 and 7 in one score games again Certainly, there's skill involved, and certainly there's 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 you know plays that, that come up. Right. But when it gets to a point of zero and seven, yeah. in non in, in one With, score games, yeah, three games within two points, you're like your snake bit. Yeah, your snake. Well, bit. and a lot of coaches will tell you that I think that when it comes to having a jarring statistic like that with not being able to finish a game is a lot of times all you need is one. Mm-hmm. Like oh if you can just, after the, the third or fourth time that so, happens, if you can just win one of them, I, I would be dumbfounded if another one happened after that. So let me give you, let me give you an example. Okay. Let's, let's go back to Odom. Okay. Odom is sitting at, um, they have just, they, they are now sitting at one and two, three, four, five, six, one and six. Okay, they're sitting at one and six. They've just beaten Monte Alto. They're only one of the year, and yeah, they look back and they go, "Boy, howdy, we've got four losses by, we've got four losses in one score games. Mm-hmm. We can turn around, but we just got done throttling Monte Alto. Let's turn things around. Yep, we're going to Hebronville. They lose by one point. They lose by one point. Think about if that flips. Oh yeah, if that flips, you wonder if they make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, because then they lose just, by two to Ben Caddy and they lose by eight to George West. Yeah, because what happens in those scenarios is you look up at the scoreboard and you see that you're down by one and you say, here, here it goes go again. again. It's going to go happen again. again. And then you, you're you're out of the game at that and point. And yet, at the same time, I think, go to a team like Port Nature's Groves. Mm-hmm. Wimberley's another good example of that. I think those two teams, they got into late and close situations and they go, but here we go. Baby, we're comfortable. Yep. We live here. Yep. This is what we do all the time. This is what how we live. Which is such a, a narrative that we talk about all the time when it comes to playoffs is when you get past about the third round, you mm-hmm. legitimately say, hey, look, this team has played four close games. We're like, they're comfortable here. We talk about it on air all the time. Like, oh, they've been in this situation. They're not batting their eyes going down at halftime. You're exactly right. And we go back. I go back to that 2021 title game between Franklin and Gunner. Mm-hmm. And one of the keys going in that game that we thought was Franklin's played two close games. Yep. Remember that semifinal they Against really had to Wascom. work for it. Yeah, they really had to work for it in that semifinal. And then their season opener, they had to work for it as well. Mm-hmm. Gunner had blown the doors off everybody. Yeah. I mean, they were winning by like a margin of like 28, 30 and, points. And certainly, I think Franklin was the better team in that game. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking anything away from them. No. But I think it's impossible to extricate their success in close games and their experience in close games. Mm-hmm. Compared to Gunner, who the first time they were in a close, a competitive fourth quarter was mm-hmm. in a state championship. Well, and then I think you even go back to the Jim Ned Hallettsville game mm-hmm. that ended up it winning, or Jim Ned won in overtime. Mm-hmm. And it's like both of those teams had played a couple of close games. And so that's what made that game so incredibly fun is that both teams are used to doing that. So there you have it. I took a look at the at teams in one score games. Uh, <laughs> Congrats! Shout out! That's just heartbreaking. Shout out to teams like Hitchcock, Richmond, George Ranch, Wimberley, and uh, Port, Port Nature's Groves. Groves. And boy, I I feel like I just oh. need to send Armando Huerta a hug. Yeah, and just like, say, that's, that's brutal. buddy, you were right there. Anyway. 
That's Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's go up to the South Plains. Yeah. Bailey County. Talk with the head coach of the Mule Shoe Mules. We're joined by Coach Jason Richards. Coach, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for for taking some time. How are things in beautiful Bailey County? Man, I tell you what, it's about 70 degrees with no wind. It is beautiful today. And no I, wind. And Something I know, must I know, be wrong. No, I know out there, no wind is a headline. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, the morale is good right now. <laughs> yeah, I have to imagine. Well, and the morale should be good uh, around uh, the, the Mules program right now. You guys are coming off of your first winning season uh, since 2016. Um, I am... I'm interested in, you know, you this is your, it was your third year at the helm. You take over a team that had gone 0 and 10, go from 2 and 7 to 6 and 6 and then finally to 8 and 4 this past year. Uh when you took over, is that the kind of timeline, is that the kind of build that you had anticipated? Well, to be honest with you, I think um we're a little ahead of schedule, but we had some very special seniors uh that a lot of them were on, as freshmen up on the varsity. And uh, those kids were winners, man. They were they were they were hard workers. This program has been built on hard work for a long time. Uh, really good senior class, and I, you know, I've been coaching for 20 years, and this senior class will be uh, one that I'll remember forever. And you know, we as they were sophomores, we 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 went two and seven, and we lost four games by a, a touchdown or less. And uh, I knew we were close. And then uh, that six and six run uh, was was you know something special. And then this year uh, we went eight and four. We we lost uh, three ball games to the top five teams in the state. And uh, I'm just really proud of these kids, and uh, they're continuing to work in off season. And uh, I'm really excited for the kids that are coming up. Well, and coach, it's 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 funny that you mentioned that because we we literally just got done talking about that. You guys, you mentioned how 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 close you felt um, back in back at two years ago, but with a bunch of close games. You guys were one of 18 teams in Texas high school football to go four and zero or better in one score games this past year. Um, <laughs> does it does it feel like that is a switch that flipped, and that's just a, a matter of 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 seniors growing up and and that culture kind of taking hold? 
Absolutely. And, I, you know, I'm still uh, – I'm only 38 years old, but I feel like I'm about 50 because, you know, we uh, – our playoff game this year in the first round against Brownfield, we went down 24 to nothing and scored 40 points in six minutes. Mm. Um, so as much as I love those seniors, I think they kind of mess with me a little bit. Um, but I'd like to just kind of get a lead and, you know, kind of win some football games with a little less stress. Yeah, I would imagine that, that it would uh, – you know, we're, we're all – we're about the same age. We're all kind of going gray, and I, I feel like your players may not be helping your cause. Um, it's, it's Jason Richards, the head coach of Muleshoe here on Texas Football Today. We can involve the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, I'm interested. You know, we mentioned that this was your third year at the helm there at, uh, at, at Muleshoe. Uh, I want to take you back to, to January of 2020 and, and, and ask you maybe what do you know now about this program and maybe this job that, that you didn't know whenever you took over? You know, I grew up about 30 miles down the road in Clovis, New Mexico, and, uh, you know, uh, me and Lincoln Riley are about the same age, and uh, Kyle Atwood that's now at Holiday, um, we all knew of each other. Uh, Kevin Crane there at San Angelo Central, we all grew up together, so we were always familiar. I was always familiar with Milshew and the success that they had and what Coach Wood built here, and I just wanted to build on that tradition. And uh, when I took over, and uh, I actually took over February 3rd of 2020, Mm. um, (laughs) I saw the kids for about six weeks, and then COVID hit. And uh, it was a very interesting deal trying to to build a program and not even knowing who your kids were, really. And um, when we finally got the the UIL finally came through and said we could kind of start working out in a limited capacity, um, our kids really showed up. This is a very prideful uh, community. Um, I've never had the support anywhere I've ever been from administration, community, uh, the parents, the parents want these kids to be successful. And, uh, it's kind of nice. They let us, they let us coach these kids. We love these kids and, uh, we're, we're very excited. We're, we're, uh, three, a school. We're dead into track, softball, powerlifting, tennis. Uh, we're all over the place and we have a lot of kids competing. So, um, that's what I want. Uh, looking at your your 2023 squad squad moving forward, uh, you, you've I know you've got a couple of guys that you're really excited about. One of them, Daniel Sainez, your your running back, who uh, you know a two year all district guy, um, that, uh, ten touchdowns last year, nearly 1,200 yards rushing. Um, you know that this is an, an offense that you guys have been able to 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 really find a way. You guys have had balance. How important has Daniel Sainez been to to what you guys have done? You know, Daniel Sainz is a kid that got third in the state last year at the state track meet in the 400 meter dash and uh he's just a tough kid and i think our feet our team feeds off of his his toughness um another kid that um uh, i really didn't even realize this until i sent in my questionnaire is uh sebastian Kerbin. he played quarterback h back defensive end for us but he accounted for 1578 yards of offense last year mm. Um, he's a weapon. I, I think he's one of the best uh, kept secret tight ends in West Texas. Um, he is a true athlete. He's excelling in track right now, getting faster, excelling in baseball. Uh, he's a kid that makes me uh, real excited. We're going to move him all over the place. Um, we graduated some really good skill kids with four years of varsity experience. Um in Irvin Torres and Judas Reyes and uh, Bone Cisneros. But we've got some young kids that are really stepping up um, in uh, Yahir Quesada and um, Mauricio Herrera. Uh, we're really excited for those guys, and we're excited about our young quarterback. Um, uh, our young quarterback was a sophomore last year. 
had some injuries. Sebastian Kerbin took over. Uh, but I think we can be at our best with Kerbin uh, all over the place and having Martins throw it to him. Uh, so we're excited about that combination. And here's something that I'm really excited about is we got four out of our five offensive linemen retur- uh, returning. Plus, with Daniel Signs, we'll be able to take some more pressure off of our young quarterback. And so I'd rather be getting skill kids up to speed than linemen up to speed. So we're, we're excited. Uh, ample reason to be excited. Talking with Jason Richards, the head coach of the Mule Shoot Mules here in Texas football today. Coach, uh, on the defensive side, you guys have made steady steady improvement over the course of your tenure there. Uh, the past year, you guys were able to shave a, a full touchdown per game off your points allowed per game uh, average. Um now looking forward to 2023, um, you, you, you lose a couple of key, key guys, uh, Jackson Lopez, uh, you know, uh, David McMullen, who I know is going to play at the next level. Um, I, I'm interested when you take a look at your defense is I know you've got some youngsters you're excited about. Is there a hope that the culture that you have built in of defense, we're going to we're going to continue to play great defense out here in Muleshoe. Is, is there the hope that that's going to really take hold? Absolutely. Um, our defensive coordinator, Daryl Davis, actually coached me in high school and he retired wow. in New Mexico and he came with me when I got this job. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that if it wasn't for him in my life, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And he does a tremendous job with our kids. And to be honest with you, the last three years, our defense has kind of been the the uh, the stable factor in our games where uh, they are you know, keeping us in games and uh, we have a great mentality on defense and we try to carry that over into to offense and special teams. So we're, we're, we always, we, we, all three factors are big, but uh, we're going to try to play good defense for sure. Uh, and, and finally, coach, uh, I want to ask you a little bit because I, I, I went back and actually I watched your preparation for this. I watched your opening press conference back in 2020 when you were when you were um, hired. And I know that you had a, a lovely young woman to your left there um, in, in uh, Miss Angela Stewart. And I know she was your fiance then, um, uh, you know, now now that she's the first lady of Muleshoe, how has all of that transition worked out? You know, my wife was a. They were one game away from the state tournament at Flower Bluff. She was the head softball coach. Mm. And I've left three times in the middle of the year uh, taking coaching jobs. And and uh, she was all in. Uh, she loves Milshu. She coached for us for a little bit. She's actually an assistant principal at the uh, elementary right now. And she is loving every single minute of it. Those kids love her. And I was a little jealous last night. She made some uh, – cat in the hat dr seuss popcorn for the kids in the reading club i said well i wouldn't have been able to eat no popcorn because i wouldn't have been in the reading club but i'm <laughs> i'm glad that you're doing that for those kids he's jason richards he's the head coach of the mule shoe mules coach we sure appreciate your time congratulations on a great 2022 and looking forward to seeing what you do with the mules uh this upcoming season hey i appreciate you guys y'all have a great day absolutely there he goes jason richards head coach of the mule shoe mules join us here texas football today um, and, and yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it, that's so interesting that he mentioned that I didn't realize that, that in 2020, they lost all those close games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2022, they're like the Kings of close games. Yeah. Um, they found a way to win and, and, and then they, you know, you want to talk about a program growing up and, and, you know, he mentioned a special senior class. They got to replace a lot of those guys, yep. but at the same time you can, I think you can hear in his voice how excited he is about this 2023 squad. And I think there's good reason, uh, you know, to be excited. It's, it's, it's a tough district, right? They, you know, Bushland's in there, shallow mm-hmm. water's in there. Um, but 
I, I think that they're going to be in that mix. And I think that the trajectory uh, for that mule shoe team is, is certainly pointing in the right direction. So uh, we appreciate Jason Richards out at mule shoe hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment, The Final Thought. Man, I have been racking my brain. I had something in the middle of that interview, and then I was so interested in what Coach was saying that I completely lost it. And I've been sitting here going, Final Thoughts is coming up, and I can't. it was a very important point, and I cannot Sounds remember like- it to save my life. I'll... I'll tweet it if I think about it, but I can't. We can just sit here in silence. No, it's killing me. (sighs) Well, here's the problem. Tomorrow's show's on tape. Spoiler. Yeah. So, like, if you if you if you remember it, like, you're gonna turn off the computer here in about 30 seconds. And then I'll remember it. If you remember it in 35 seconds, Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to remember it for two whole days. (laughs) Which will be easy because at that point it'll be ingrained in my brain. You gotta write it down. I know. Just write it down. Just write it down. Oh, it was something good. Well, you know. Happy, Sounds like Happy it. Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Gosh darn it. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCT. I'm going to talk slowly because she's going to remember it. I know. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on TikTok. I don't know what our TikTok name is. but uh, At Dave Campbell's. At Dave Campbell's on TikTok. And... See our work at texasfootball.com. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing? No. Okay. Thanks to Jason Richards and Mule Shoe for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.